Hello, and welcome to Undrafted Sports AFL Podcast, the podcast for anyone who didn't hear their name called on draft day. Get in touch with the guys on Facebook, on Twitter, with the handle Undrafted Sport, or visit them at UndraftedSport.com. Any comments, questions, all that leading team's 360-degree feedback. Undrafted want to know what you think. Now, over to you guys. Shut up and sit down. Thanks for that, Ron. Uh, welcome back to another Undrafted Sports AFL podcast. The boys are back in town. All three boys back together for the first week. Nice of you to join us. Yeah, I know. Uh, my name's Jacob. With me, I have to my left on this park bench, Ryan. Hey, how are we going? And to my right, Brocky. How you going, mate? Welcome Good, back. thanks. I thought, we, I thought at the start of this podcast we made a deal to cut how you going out of the introductions, and it seems to have just seeped back in. Sorry. Well, we haven't seen each other in a few weeks. Like, I've been away, you've been away. <laughs> Brocky's been the constant. It's never safe. Yeah, yeah, well, that's how we're going. So, uh, what's going on, boys? Plenty of goals kicked on the weekend. <laughs> Plenty of goals kicked on the weekend. Uh, lots of high scoring. What happened to all those naysayers saying we need to change the game and uh, implement all these different rules to keep the play? Flowing along. jet lag? <laughs> Very jet lag. <laughs> Is that directed at me after my uh, article suggesting a few rule changes? Yes, this may be directed at that. Well, I think we saw a lot of scoring, which was obviously really good. I mean, Richmond, 23 goals. Sydney, 20 goals. Adelaide, 20 goals. West Coast, 25 goals. Yeah, it looks certainly impressive. Um, that West Coast, Western Bulldogs game was a standout in terms of entertainment. Yeah, look, I mean, they were, it was a weekend of good football. I think Fremantle didn't really get the opportunity to shut down North Melbourne, and North Melbourne played really well in the second half. So, yeah, look, footy was in a really good place on the weekend, and it's good, too, that you noticed that AFL memberships are up, the right steals in. Um, no, the game's in a good place. Do you reckon it's because there's a few teams that have just given it up, packed it up for the season, gone home? And that's, right, why, boys. that's why I've seen more free-flowing footy or just the just a better brand of footy at the minute? Yeah, I think towards the end of the year you do get teams that go, look, perhaps we aren't in the premiership race anymore. Like, I think Collingwood would have looked to have shut down Richmond and played defensive in round three, but now yeah. that they can't make the finals, they just go, well... Let's see what our players can do. Yeah, well, and I think what also adds into it is the teams that have got the final spot locked up, they're, they're in a bit more cruise control, you know, looking forward to September. They don't want to get any injuries or exert too much energy in the game. Um, righto, so how are we going to do it today? We're just going to run through a few hot topics and keep the conversation free flying. So the first one, big news today that Nat Fife is out for the rest of the year uh, with a Interesting injury. What was it? A bruised tibula or something? Correct. So what's that? Just not quite a broken leg, but a bit of damage. Well, I think this is stemming from the Mitchell corky they're saying. Seriously? Yes. Really? Correct. So how, many, how many weeks ago was that now? Oh, I would say six. And it's stemming from that? Well, that's oh, what, yeah. that's okay. what that was on AFL.com. That he, he hasn't been right in that leg since that corky. Wow. Did he miss any games in that time? He did miss... One or two. With a corky? Or? Correct. He played the week after, but then I think 
might have been two weeks after that they rested him and they brought yeah. him back. Yeah, that's right. But now he's out for the rest of the home and away season, which is interesting because it's very rare that a, a team in finals will rule someone out for the rest of the home and away season. Yeah. Do you think it affects his Brownlow chances or he's already got sewn up? Personally, I think he's got it sewn up, but what do you guys think? Um, how, many, how many votes is it going to take to win it this year? I think it'll take 30 to tie with him. What's the all-time record? 30? There hasn't been too many players that have gone over 30 in a season. I think... And he, it feels like he hasn't had a vote in about two months now. Or it'll be close to two months once the end of the season comes around. Yeah. Um, oh, look, I think he's a lock. I think we'll, we'll see him on close to 25 votes after round nine. After round ten. What would be interesting in the uh, betting markets is he's just drifting week after week. Yeah. He's nearly back out to even money after being the shortest price favourite. What's uh, he out to now? Uh, $1.75 last I heard. I'll get. I'll check that and get back to you. But um, yeah. who, who's your main threats? Who I, do you think? Personally, well, I don't know what he's paying, but Pritis, I think, has had just as good a season, if not better. Maybe because I'm watching a little more now after the Brownlow, but... I, yeah. Like, there's always, there's danger there that a lot more midfielders for West Coast have popped up and are playing well, but he, he just plays a different style and just looks like he manhandles the game. Yeah. Okay. Interesting that he won it last year and they would have won, I'm going to say, eight to ten games. Yeah. They didn't play finals, did they? No, they didn't. And then they've already won 15 this year. Yeah. I so, think it's a genuine chance. A lot more opportunities to grab votes. So oh, just looking, looking at the markets now, five's out to 225, Pritis 375, Goldstein and Dangerfield rounding out the top four. My one that I don't mind is probably Dan Hanabry at 12 bucks, purely because I think he's definitely been the standout Sydney midfielder this year. And obviously Sydney have won enough games. The thing with Pritis is that I think that West Coast have had such a strong and deep midfield this year that he could add a few votes taken away from him. I think Andrew Gaff's going to poll really well. I yeah. think he's had a really good year. That's the concern I have with Pritis. He won't. Gaff wasn't Gaff last year. Andrew Gaff will be in the All Australian team this year. He was nowhere near that last year. So I think that's the, the advantage Pritis had last year was he was the absolute A-grade and the only great A-grade in that team. This year you've had Gaff and you've probably had Maston and Shuey for parts of the year also assume that role. You've got to look at guys who aren't going to get votes taken away, so you're right. So Goldstein, who's going to take the votes there? No, the thing for me with Goldie, I think he's going to cop the old you know how it generally takes the umpires a year to notice a yeah, bloke? Yeah. I, don't, I think that's going to really impact Goldie this year and he's not going to get the votes early in the season. What, what about needed. Dangerfield? Who's going to take the yeah, votes? I think Dangerfield is a really good shot, actually. Him and Hanabry would be probably moving on too. Yeah. That's the main risk. Kennedy, Fife. Kennedy can take the votes off Hanabry and Parker. Actually, Kennedy, Parker, that good Parker didn't. He had a hot start, but then he was injured yeah. after that in the fourth quarter of the first round and that infected him at the start. That so, five goal game, he'll definitely pull the three. Yeah, well he's got three goals, uh, three votes locked away in that game. Yeah. No, pretty interesting. And so adding on to that, Freo obviously now Fife not, won't be there till the first week of the finals. Um, do you reckon they can win the flag, plain and simple? No. No. 
Do you want to elaborate on that, mate? He's oh, got a few injuries. Like, Valentine's out for the year as well. Nah, he can still come back. Can he? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Okay, I thought they called, called him season. I thought, okay. they, I thought they called season as well. I okay. could be wrong. Look, I don't think it's total doom and gloom for Fremantle. If they win this week, they'll secure a top spot and likely then to play Sydney in fourth. Now, that's a winnable game in Perth. Then potentially you've got to play a preliminary final against, say, West Coast, mm-hmm. assuming Hawthorne get to the other preliminary final. You know, they play West Coast. Look, obviously got smashed on West Coast a couple of weeks ago. You know, you never know with injuries and a few things. And then if you get to a grand final like we saw in 2008, like we saw to a degree last year, anything can happen. So I don't think it's total doom and gloom for Fremantle. It's not total good doom and gloom, but I think can it, they win it? A definitive answer of no, I think, is incorrect. They definitely can win it. Yeah, okay. Fair point, fair point. You don't want to write them off completely. But I, don't, I think they're not the favourite team in the West for me. I think West Coast are a better chance. I think they're just naturally more built for a premiership, the West Coast list and team. They're fun to watch. So out of the West, that's who we want, we'd want, want to win. Yeah. Want to come out. For me, I, you just can't win a flag with the forward line that Fremantle are trotting out every week. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd totally agree with that. Um, yeah, I, I agree. All right. Um, anything else to add on the Fremantle situation or fight? Well, who do you think they win the flag? Just everyone's tips. So you were saying earlier, no, who did you say earlier? Yeah, I, said, I think Sydney. Oh, yeah, that's right. An outsider. Like, uh, they were paying $10 and put five in it. Put some money on them because we're going to say five bucks. Huh? We're going to say five bucks. That's a big stake for him. Mate. That's massive. That's like the rest of my betting account. <laughs> <laughs> um, I told NBA season starts, man. He's getting on the five dollar bets on the dollar twenty favorites. Yeah, yeah. But um, once Buddy comes back in and Parker can come back for the granny, I think yeah. it's a dangerous team. And they've got the they've obviously got this September experience as well, yeah. which helps. Not to disagree with you, but I think the Swans. A massive chance to go straight sets this year. Well, the bottom four teams. So, if assuming they're going to finish, I, I've, been, I've been finishing fourth. Yeah. Which would mean they've got to go and play Fremantle. I think Fremantle come out on top there. Then you've got to play Richmond or North Melbourne. Easy beat. And I think Richmond North Melbourne would happily go up there, and I reckon they would beat the Swans for the SCG. I reckon this year. There's going to be one, if not two, teams from the bottom half of the finals make the prelims. I reckon it's, it's, we, we could Did really... Did they last year? Uh, Kangaroos made it from and the bottom Port, half. And Port. And Port. Yeah. Did Port not finish top four? No. No, I think they did, mate. I think it was just the Kangaroos. I think the Port Port lost the prelim, the first final to Fremantle. Okay. Could be wrong with that. Um, so what's the question again? <laughs> Who do you think will win the granny? Oh, okay. For me, I'm going to go with West Coast. West Coast? Yeah. Just to be different. You blokes not heard of a team called Hawthorne? Port Adelaide, uh, they did make it from, because they finished fifth, beat, flogged Richmond in the first week of the finals. Oh, there you go. So there you go. My memory's correct. There you go. Well done. So who went out in straight sets? Fremantle. Did that? Yeah, Geelong went out in straight sets. And yeah, Fremantle must have gone out in straight sets. That's correct. 
There you go. That's so. right. Port Adelaide beat Fremantle. Alright, it's not a history lesson. You yeah. Can Hawthorne. Alright, that's great. Let's. I want to. Let's talk about Carlton. I love to talk about Carlton. Everyone loves to talk about Carlton, <laughs> especially the man to my right. Loves to just go He's on and just on loading, about Carlton. Loading up the gun here. Um, so news this week that they've officially hired Brendan Bolton, who will assume the head coaching responsibilities from this week, which is has severe implications on two sides of the, two sides of the coin. One that he will no longer be participating in the September campaign with Hawthorne, and obviously gets a head start on his tasks at Carlton. Um, initial thoughts on this hire? Correct decision. Good that they went. External, got someone from a professional and successful organisation. They made a, a really good decision. And they didn't go and get, you know, an ex-Carlton. They didn't, they went outside and I think they've made a really good call. Yeah. Where, where was he before he was surprised, surprised everyone and took the reins when Clarks went out? Uh, what, what do you mean, his coaching history? Yeah, like, it just came from nowhere, it seems like. Well, yeah, what really put him on the map was that press conference he held when he was smiling assassin and the yeah. happiest man in the world. But he's got the history. He was coaching in Tassie, and then I think he Box has Hill. only Hill. been at Box Hill and Hawthorne, so he's purely only been involved with the Hawks organisation at an AFL level. Yeah. Do you think the success of Beveridge this year has helped um, Bond's case? Yeah, I think it's one of those situations where the, they're kind of... I think it happened with Geelong a few years ago with guys like Hinckley and uh, who else came out of Sanderson that? Sanderson got a role. Sanderson came out of that out of that crop of coaches that was down there under Mark Thompson slash Chris Scott in the successful era. So it's a hot, obviously the same thing is now happening with Hawthorne, with Beveridge and Bolden and these guys coming out and going into the head coaching roles. Yeah. So it's it's a proven track record. I think it's got success in the past and. It'll continue to work. It, to me, he was the perfect man for the hire, and I think what, he's. What about his contract, though? It was an interesting one. Do you, Brock? Do you want to give us the rundown on that? So, from what I can gather, there's no actual contracts. He's just an employee. <laughs> now, there was some. I initially thought that was a bad move for Bolton because you can't really trust Carlton with your career. I don't think, given how they operate. We'll touch on Henderson in a minute. There's some venom on that statement. Well, <laughs> we can go on that Carlton, but I don't really want to. But So initially, um, look, he still gets a payout up to three years with what I read on AFL.com if he's sacked within three years. But then yeah. after that, it's just a rolling um, just staff member on a salary. Um, and, you know, if he gets fired, he gets a redundancy payout and there's no actual set contract. Is there a precedent for this? There is with Neil Craig. Um, Stephen Trigg did it in Adelaide for Neil Craig. Uh, so, Craig uh, so Trigg's the mastermind. Well, lasted five months. He only lasted five months in the job? On that on that structure, correct. Oh, really? And yeah. then what happened? Um, they sacked him and they would have paid him out two, three, however many years they agreed upon. So Neil Craig was only the coach of the Crows for five months? No, no, he was coach of the Crows for a number of years, but he went on to that deal after the end of one of his contracts and uh, then was sacked five years later. Five months later. Five months later, correct. Okay, well, I don't think that's going to happen with Bolton. I think, gonna, look, they're not going to sack him. For me, Bolton, look, if I was advising Bolton, I would have said get a four-year contract because this is going to take a serious amount of time to rebuild that club. They know that, though. They're aware of that. 
I'm not saying they're not, but I'm just saying if, if I'm Brennan Bolton and I'm advising Brennan Bolton, I'm saying get yourself four years. Yeah, okay. They've, they've judged you the best candidate. Get a four-year, get a five-year contract to do the job because it is Carlton and you can't trust them. When you say you can't trust them, who are you actually referring to? Because you realise that in the past 18 months, all the key the key decision makers at the club have actually been turned over. But it's still... Trigg's taken over the CEO role. Well, the, the handling of the McMulthouse situation was rubbish. How many times did Lagutashay come out and say, we are not doing this till the end of the year? And then he comes out and says, we're doing it middle of the year, and then sacks him two days later. First footy club to go back on the world, is it? Well, I'm just saying, would you trust that in an organisation? They've run Brett Ratton out of town. They've run Dennis Pagan out of town. This is what Carlton do. And yeah, you can't say that the, and the Prats have always been involved. There have been board members throughout, consistent board members throughout all of this. Yes. It's not like there's a whole new club. There's still a culture there and there's still consistent board members throughout. And their power brokers, Matheson, is still there. Yeah, so I agree with you that the same power brokers and board members are still in place that have had this culture about them. Yep, but correct. the key decision makers are different. Yeah, the judiciary's new, Trigg's new. They're the ones that get the frontline control. Well, Trigg's got a great CV, salary cap cheating, all the things with Malthouse. I mean, would you Well, try- it can't be that hard. If it, it can't be that bad if they've hired him after that. No, I agree. I'm just saying, if I was Brennan Bolton... Look, okay, you're Brennan Bolton, right? Carlton is an impatient club, and they haven't been successful for... They've won a flag since 96? Five. 95, sorry. They're an impatient club. Are they going to afford to give him the proper time to rebuild that club? Do you think Carlton will do that? Yes, they will. They have okay. to. They have no choice. The other risk, I think, for Brennan Bolton is that Carlton are also not afraid to make a big decision. So say Alistair Clarkson becomes on the market or say Ross Lyon becomes on the market, Carlton would not hesitate to move Bolton to get one of those guys. No. I, I think this is again. They've realised the situation that they're in and what they need to do, and I know, they know that that's not the. Well, when I say it, they know that, I'm hoping to dear God that they actually <laughs> do know that because it's so blatantly obvious that that's what they need to do. But you know, I guess you do say the track record is there. Does track Mark, record. Does Barker uh, stay on? I would love him to stay on in that role. I think he's a really good. Seems like a great bloke. I don't know him personally, but he just seems like a great bloke, and I'm sure he's great for the club and especially for the player relationships. But player relationships. It's a career. This is the guy that said he was going to drop a bloke anyway for leaving. All right, maybe he's not so good at relationships. No, like that's that's like he's well, just, just seems situation. What I was meaning. Done that well. well, he just seems relatable. He just to to the players, which is probably not a good thing. Probably you don't want your coach being here. Your mate, you want him to be there to coach. Yeah. If he wants to be a senior coach, he'll he'll get a role. The way he handled himself after the Malthouse disaster, he's done a tremendous job for that club. Well, after the performance on against Melbourne, he did himself some favours. I think there was a bit of a he may have already known that he hadn't got the gig there, so he's not playing for the uh, first pick. Going out, <laughs> going out and uh, stuff, said, stuff you guys. We're getting yeah, a win. Yeah. But um, it's obviously career suicide if he stays on at Carlton. There's no way that he can stay in that role. He's got, to, he's got to move on. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. What what would look better on his CV than a man who accepts he didn't get the role, accepts he's got things to work on, stays at the club and continues to work under and support Brendan Bolton? A man that accepts mediocrity and 
doesn't isn't willing to go above and beyond and better himself by going well, experiencing okay. a new new club and a new environment. Well, hang, hang and what's he going to learn off Bond? Bond's a first-time coach. Like he needs obviously if he he didn't get the job, there's, there's areas of his coaching he needs to develop. He's better off going somewhere else under an experienced coach and learning that and putting that on his CV than learning off of a first-year coach. I agree with that. Uh, I, I do agree with that. But y- y- at the same time, you don't want to be the bloke that, I didn't get the job, I'm bitter, I'm leaving, I'm going anywhere. Carlton's a good opportunity. He'll get a chance to rebuild, young list. He's had the experience already. He'll, he'll get. He'll be their senior assistant, I would have thought. He might not get that role at many other clubs. Well, I don't think he will be because I've heard rumours coming out today that Neil Craig is strongly linked to Carlton, which would obviously but, be in a senior Neil, assistant Neil role. Craig's now positioned himself as more of a footy GM. He's not in the coaching. At Essendon, his role is football operations side of things. I this think is one in a bunch of rejected coaches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I think John Barker, you know, there's obviously reasons why Bolton got the job over him yeah. and Barker probably needs to learn those aspects. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't necessarily think he has to leave. I think it was just that Barker had too many games in control of Carlton. Really hurt him. That Brisbane game would have killed him, I reckon. Yeah. I, to be going through the application process and then to dish out that performance, I think that would have been a bit of a ball breaker. Did um did Carlton need to announce Bolton now? I think it's good. Was he I think get it gets up by someone else? Well, well there's two other clubs that are in the market, so I think it's a very smart and savvy business decision to lock him away Correct. now because he's the right man to lock away. You don't want to risk it. Gives him extra time to get his shit sorted before the trade period, and you know, gives him time to talk to players, sort out what he's going to do, sort out how they're going to how they're going to move thirty players off the list this year. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know why I feel this way, but does it seem like to you too that less and less people are putting their hand up to be a senior coach? Does it just feel like there's less out and out candidates these days? I reckon the pool's just running a bit dry. I mean, I looked at the list of coaches in the AFL at the minute and like some of the names you read over them and they're just surprising to read over yeah because it seems like an assistant coach is a cushy the funny thing is though you you go to most clubs assistant coaches these days it's generally ex-coaches yeah yeah like Essendon have got what two or three Richmond's got Harvey Neal and Neil Craig Neil Craig yeah Richmond's got Williams running the bench and doing things in there I saw Matty Primus is working on the Gold Coast Gold Coast yeah uh, Kevin Sheedy's also back at Essendon. Yeah, who knows what he's doing. Look, Michael Voss <laughs> is helping out at Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide. Yeah. Like, it, it's... Just Brett a, Ratton at Hawthorne. Brett Ratton at Hawthorne, correct. I mean, it's... Yeah, I, I definitely think we're churning through coaches like no other. And there are 18 jobs now. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'd like to do, I'd like to see a bit of statistical analysis on the life life expectancy of a head coach, uh, say, post-2000 as... Pre two thousand, because they're going to be definitely a lot shorter. Yeah, correct. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's they're just churning through coaches who are running out of candidates. That's all I can say. Um, three this year. I think there was a couple appointed last year as well. It's just turning over three or four coaches a year. It's it's a lot. Mm. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but like I know, with the two jobs left open, there's no. Ex coaches in the running for them as a favourite. Yeah, the Smokies, John Worsfold, may be warming to Adelaide. the Adelaide job. That'd be a nice well, story. 
On, okay, so if, if we've got uh, Walsfold looking at Adelaide, then we may as well jump ahead to a Twitter question that we've had through from our one of our favourites, The Auditor. He wants to know who the front runner for the Essendon job is at the minute. Early Simon, early days, but... Simon Lloyd, I'd say. Okay, Essendon first need to work out a strategy. Do you put someone in for a year while the wider stuff, or do you put someone in and potentially not get someone who's the best man for the role? What do you guys think? Yeah, that's interesting. What do you think that you're saying? You, you well, okay. potentially won't get the best man for the Let, role. Let's say, for example, Stuart Jew is regarded as perhaps one of the best prospects yeah. in terms of being the best next senior coach. Do you, you might not get him to come with the wider stuff. So Essendon got to go, do we get a, Do we maybe not get the best candidate or we put someone in for a year while the wider stuff's still going? Do you seriously think that a guy like Stewie Jew or Simon Lloyd, who are regarded as the top assistants that haven't been tried at AFL level, would turn down the Essendon job? Yeah, no doubt. You, you get History shows you get one shot at being a senior coach. One. Yeah. You, you want to go in there and risk it, put your career in risk of water. You don't know what's happening. There might not be a team. There might be players might be leaving. You know, there might be all sorts of suspensions happening. Do you, do you take that risk? As the coach or the club? As the coach. Um, yeah, it's tough when you put it that way, but I think I think as long as the board instills that trust in you, which I know is it's can all be a bit tongue in cheek and you've got to take it at face value, but it'd be hard to say no because you don't know when that opportunity is gonna arise again. And you buy yourself two years. Like you take that job, you've got two years of do just get as many draft picks in, it doesn't like don't expect you to win a game. So you think Simon Lloyd or Stuart Jew might say, okay, we'll come, but it's going to be a four or five years. Yeah, time. and I think Simon Lloyd is my pick for the man for the job purely because of his psychology background. Um, Jeez, the uh, players could need that. And the players, well, you probably do need <laughs> The whole club needs it. <laughs> yeah. They should, uh, whoever takes the Essendon job should have a look at Philadelphia 76ers, Sam Hickey, and just take a leaf out of his book. He somehow survived as just turning over assets. So that's what Essendon needs to do. And Carlton, for that fact. Um, so we're never going to make it through a pod without mess- messaging, mentioning Essendon, are we? No, or no, obscure NBA reference. <laughs> Keeps me sane. Uh, so a little bit more on Carlton. Uh, there's a lot of rumours floating around at the minute that Cruiser could be on the move. Um, what's your opinion? Should Carlton sell high on Cruiser? He's had 10 good games without an injury. Is it time to move him on because he does carry that risk? Or do you think... Is too great what, of an asset. What would you want for him? As a Carlton fan, what would you want for Cruiser? Uh, well, to me, he's more... well, Andrew McKay, the genius who's running Carlton, said, oh. well, mate, he came out and said we'd want a first pick and something for Henderson, so what do you want? Bring back Chris Judd and Ben Cousins and Daniel Kerr for Cruiser if you're getting that much for Henderson? What do you want him to say? Come out in an interview and sell low. He goes, look, we're well, just after a third-round pick for well, Henderson. Well, let's, let's not kid you ourselves. You open your... Co- if you okay, he could have. Okay, he could have said first round pick, but don't 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 then be cheeky and say and then something. Well, it's just. I'm sure if we went into a, some form of trade negotiation between us, Ultimate Footy, for example. Look, I'm, you're I'm not familiar. Start. I'm familiar with starting high, but yeah. he started like on the moon. What do you think Henderson's worth then? Oh, I think he's worth around a pick twenty. I don't think you get a you get anywhere near a top twelve pick, and you're certainly very doing very well if you get in between twelve and twenty. Around twenty five, 
is where I reckon his market value would 20 be. 20 or 25, you just jump off. No, I'm just saying around 20, 25 is break even. What are some, compa- some comparisons that have been traded? If you're going to go down the Sean Hampson path here, that was an aberration. <laughs> We're not going. That Sean is not, Hampson for pick 28. That's not the yardstick here. Um, look. That's daylight robbery. Yeah, that was. So we'll have Henderson to pick 25. Was that McKay, the genius, that did that one? What yeah, about? I think that was Richmond being a bit too aggressive. <laughs> Um, they got Gale out of it as well. Megan, I'm talking. Oh, yeah, she's worth a pick eight in herself. So. Exactly. Even yeah. Um But, anyway, uh, Cruiser, do you sell or keep? Well, if you can get a good price for him, I'd sell him. He only averages 13 games over his eight-year career. Yeah, but you, you don't make these trades based on history. No, you do. That guy is more injury-prone. than He, he really struggles with injury. I'm sorry, but if if you if you get something if you can bank something, why wouldn't you just pay play you're paying Warnock like six hundred K to do nothing, put him in the ruck, play him no. and let Cruiser go. No, that is the most ridiculous statement I've ever heard. Why? How old's because how old's Warnock is the most useless bloke I've ever seen. You let him go. Well, why are you paying him five hundred grand then? Because he's on the last year of his contract, he won't be at the club next year. That's almost that's guaranteed. Where's he Cruiser, gonna go? Is is He's out of contract. This is his last year of his contract. I thought Warnock had another year. No, um, well, I don't know. Okay. You're going to stink for the next three years, Carlton. Unfortunately, you agree? Yeah. Three's, three's been different. So then Cruiser will be 29 when we're good. So, so okay. that's the okay. right age for a Ruckman. 29's the right age for a Ruckman. Potentially? Potentially. I'll say not potentially. I don't know if that's good English, but anyway. <laughs> How old's Mumford? My point is that if you get an offer, right. if you get a top 10 pick for someone who's willing to buy high on Cruiser, you get a top 15, you'd almost do it because Matty Cruiser is never going to help you win a final because you're just not going to be in the position to win one. Who is going to give you a top 10 pick? Yeah. What, the Bulldogs, they're going to have pick 14? They've been mentioned as someone that would be They interested. would give up their first round pick. Oh, I think they would. I think they would for Cruiser. Definitely. That's exactly what they need. Yeah, okay. And they've got the young guys in now. That's probably They're probably at the right point where yeah, they need to start loading okay. up there's, on those. There's one, though. Who else is going to give a third? Who's going to give a top ten pick? So, Essendon? Would Essendon give up the first pick for Cruiser? They're, no, they're getting a midfielder. I think Gold Coast pick are probably too high. Gold um, Coast have enough Ruckman. Oh, they don't have an elite ruckman though. They've got a couple of okay ruckmen. They drafted a ruckman with their first pick last year as well. Two yeah, Peter. Peter. And they're getting rid of Smith. Like they're getting rid of someone who we all thought was going to be an elite ruckman. No, I don't. I don't. Think Geelong. Was. Geelong might get pick ten. Well, Geelong are doing about twelve different things with their first round pick. So yeah, like, okay. so far they can go take that. Well, I think the Bulldogs are. The, the most well, my point is, Carlton are only going to sell him if there's a top ten to fifteen pick. They're not, they're not taking anything less than that. Yeah, exactly. So I think. So I'm, I'm saying, if you get that on the table and you realise how far away you are from winning a final, and the guy's very, he's a look. He, from all reports, Stephen Kernahan said he works harder than anyone else at the club. Head down, great guy. But in the business sense, do do you just go? All right, we're playing Cameron Wood for the next three years. We'll draft a Ruckman. And we'll, we'll live with it. Yeah, I I think Carlton needs something more than pick 14. 
to cruise out. But yeah, that's, that's, no, that's, I, don't, I don't think they'll find a suitable trade, and I think he loves the club anyway. Yeah. Well, well he, he's been pretty non-committal about Carlton in the media. Uh, no, it was one comment. It was probably from Dermot Brereton or something yeah. stupid like that. No, that was, that was from Cruiser. He said, we'll, we'll let it we'll, we'll sort itself out. He goes, we'll see what happens at the end of the year. That, right. that wasn't a vote of confidence from him. Okay, well, now we're on the subject of, of trade rumours. I'm going to shoot you through my list of people, our list we put together, of people we think might be moving, and you can give us a, a destination for them. Let's find these people at home. Yeah, so we'll run through a bunch of names and either stay at the current club or suggest another club that they'll be at. And perhaps their market value would be good as well. Yeah, right. like we, right. we can discuss it. Right, we've got Yaren. Where do we think he's going? Uh... He's definitely not going to be at Carlton, I don't think. I think that door's now closed. Um, I could see him at potentially, probably West Coast or North Melbourne. You right? shocked me when you said he's only 24. I can't believe you thought he was that old. Looks at least 30. Oh, you uh, can't. Yeah, he's pretty old in the face, actually. How old does this man look? <laughs> 19. <he's>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> should be hanging out with you, old man. <laughs> um, I, I think yeah, if, if Carlton could get... North Melbourne's first round pick out of them for Yaren, I think they would take yeah, it. They've said he's got, a, he's got another year in his contract, and they said they are only going to accept a first round pick for him. So, is he a good fit for North Melbourne? Yes. Yep. Richmond first round pick. Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to come from Richmond, Fremantle, North Melbourne, or West Coast, and I think Port Adelaide's a smoky. Yeah. There's definitely going to be plenty of suitors there for him, and I think there's, there's going to be there's going to be a lot of suitors, and that'll pick. drive his price up. They'll definitely get a first round pick. Good, all if, right. Go on then. But I don't know. I still don't know which team would give you a good first round pick. You might get that 16, 17, 18, which is, I think would still be a great return for a guy you've got running around. The I, think oh, I want predictions no. here because I'm going to write these down. We can we can check them. Oh, uh, Chris Yaren, I'll go. Um, I'll go North Melbourne. North. Jacob? Well, yeah, I was going North Melbourne as well, but, yeah. I reckon Richmond. Uh, so, Carlisle's the next one. I'm going to say North Melbourne as well. Just oh, cover all basis. Yeah, that um, today, didn't it? For me, Carlisle... I'm going to go Fremantle for Carlisle. Really? He's... I, don't know, I don't know if they'll have the assets to get there, but I think, I think they'll go hard at him. Do they have to buy him as a defender or a swing man? If it's three man, they'll be buying him as a forward. Well, because the... you you label him the best label of of her, an inconsist- inconsistent swing man. Swing man. Now nah, that, that that's really unfair. If he was let, left alone to play in defence, he'd be an all Australian. That's a big call. No, it's it's not. He was going to be an all Australian in 2013 before they moved him forward. Jeez, he's gone backwards since then. Correct. No, he, he has gone backwards, but he 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 wants... He's a... Look, look, to be honest, he's a sook. The things he yells out on the ground, he's got a bit of a hot head. But he's... Like it or not, he's a very good defender. He was just... They couldn't they couldn't find a place for Hurley to play. Hurley cannot play forward, and Hooker was groomed as a backman. So the logical move was Carlisle to forward, and he just didn't deal with that. Okay. So what, what do we going to get for him? One. You, you get a very good pick for Carlisle, I think. Very good pick. He's, well, obviously, Fremantle's pick's only going to be 18. Is that going to cut it? 
No, they'll have to send something back. To what about, what about uh, especially when Gaudin and Crozier? Especially when you're dealing Crozier with Adrian, just the contract. Adrian oh, no. Doro, oh, no. he'll be asking for pick one, two, three, four, and five. Yeah. Uh, Crozier? Yeah, he got a, got a contract. What about, who's the other one? They've got like a Sheridan or something. You suggested that in that article. I did, yeah. But that a while back. For hooker, was it? Yeah, yeah I can't believe you were just selling hooker. But anyway. All right. Um, <laughs> just too old. Um, where did, gut feel, where's he land? I'm going to say Fremantle. Fremantle? I said North Melbourne. North Melbourne? I say he stays. Wow. Bomber for life. That is the most insane statement I've ever heard. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. No inside knowledge there. Uh, Dangerfield. Where's he going? Just dropping a bomb on the pod again? Without... I said no inside knowledge. Uh, yeah, no bomb dropping. That implies that you sometimes yeah, get inside yeah, knowledge. Yeah, that's, you got to start looking for someone to prod you further with that. No, not this time. All right. All right who's next? <laughs> Dangerfield. Uh, Talk about inside knowledge. <laughs> well, it's Geelong. It's inevitable. I think he'll stay. I think you're stupid. Why? Because if he's staying, he's signed a contract already to end this circus. But it's, it, it hasn't been a circus. There's been no pressure on him. He's done really well. The media has left him alone. It's because he's out of town. He stayed true to his word. I'll deal with this at the end of the year. And it's not not like a Travis Cloak situation where there's this pressure and media and he, he, he he's going to wait to the end of the year. I think he's going to sit down with Geelong and ultimately I think he'll stay in Adelaide. There's no pretense for a player that's gone through the same situation and stayed at the club. Correct. Well, potentially Travis Cloak. Well, I think Brian Lake went through a year and then ended up staying at the Bulldogs. Okay. There's he was, no, I no think, problem. with him, he was gone. 100% was gone. And then obviously what's happened to Adelaide, I think he stays. He's doing bingo with Tex Walker on Friday and like, he's got mates. <laughs> yeah, I think they've got a good, they're pretty, and, they're pretty tight bunch and, and they've got a good what else has happened now there, so. is that six weeks ago you would have said Geelong are in a better position to win a flag. <laughs> now that decision's Adelaide. Adelaide are definitely in a better position to win a flag. So that's got to come into it as well. Yeah, you're probably right. Yes, who's the idiot now, mate? Hey? Huh? Right. Who's stupid right. now, huh? All right, All right. I'm going to throw another uh-huh. Adelaide spanner into the works here. Lynch. Lynch to Melbourne. Uh, yeah, what? Look, Melbourne. Classic Melbourne. You've got the whole AFL, and you come out with Tom Lynch? Yeah, he's, he's, been, he's been looking for a trade home all year. Look, I don't care what he wants. I'm just telling you. It's, it's the, the whole AFL is gettable by trade contract money. And you... I don't know how they're filling 90% of their salary cap, and then you come out with Tom Lynch. It's going to be a one-hit wonder for me. I think he'll peak this year anyway, repeat this kind of form. Sure, well, just come out and say, oh, we want Gary Ablett. Just give us something. <laughs> Tom Lynch? Yeah. Well, they're going to lose. Oh, oh, touch this one now. How? Do you think Howe's gone? Because a lot of Melbourne fans think he's out the door. So. Um, yeah, I think but he's pretty unhappy. The only club he's linked to is Gold Coast, and I can't see them opening up money for him given their salary cap problems. I don't think it'll take much to get him. No. Oh, what does he want? He wants he wants good coins. I heard he wanted four or five hundred. Yeah. No, that money's gonna to go to Charlie Dixon and Rory Thompson and these Well they're boys. losing Dixon so they're gonna free up that cap so I haven't lost him yet. Okay, so gut feel on how? Um I reckon he's going to the Gold Coast. I mean VFL. Yeah. Carlton. Carlton? Yeah. Well, the issue I think with Carlton is that your pick's going to be too good to give up for Ash. It won't be a pick. It'll be a straight spot for Tom Bell. 
similar to the trade Hang last on, year. you want to trade Tom Bell for one of the more up-and-coming players in the AFL? Bell wants to go home. Brisbane don't have a lot of pulling power in what they're doing. <laughs> How can you, can't. you say he's up and coming? He hasn't done anything this year. Then why do you want him? I don't think I want him. I think Bell wants out. <laughs> you want him to get this. Bell away for him. <laughs> yeah. Look, no disrespect to Tom Bell, but what's Tom Bell, 23, 24? Yeah, he's probably similar age. You don't get... This guy was picked nine a couple of years ago. He's got many clubs chasing him. He's a hot prospect. You don't just go, here's Tom Bell. <laughs> come on. Andrew McKay, come on. Well, if he wants to get to Carlton, which I think he has... There's rumours that he does want no, to get Carlton. This is why I think he'll end up with Collingwood, because Collingwood will be more cooperative with Carlton. With and Brisbane. With Brisbane, sorry. will be more cooperative than Carlton, I should have said. And I think he probably gets to Collingwood. But then again, Collingwood's got the implications of Adam Trelaw. Mm. So I worry that Carlton will not have the assets to get the trade for Aish because their pick's going to be too high. Whether it's a pick swap and Bell, that might be something a bit more logical. But you're not just getting it for Tom Bell. Come on, mate. Okay. Come I think on. he goes to a South Australian club. I know he's mentioned Melbourne, but I still think he goes home. Well, that was where yeah. he was linked to originally, wasn't it? He That's always right. wanted to go home. He wanted to go home, and then the dollars came from the Melbourne clubs. And Yeah, I mean, disappointing that Brisbane have put two years in this guy and he's going God, to walk they've out. copped it. They've copped it. There's a lot of theirs on, their, on this list. We keep moving through. Hendo, Henderson. Where's Go he I think that's signed and sealed. <laughs> what, what for, though? What's his market value? Yeah, Geelong. Look, and it won't be a first-round pick. I think it will be. But Geelong's pick's going to come in the top 10. I think they've got a bit of reshuffling. You know, Geelong might do a few other trades to I think, yeah, Geelong's move the pick around. I think, I think it's going to be a second-round pick. I'm sorry. Don't apologise. <laughs> okay, for... Uh... You're very passionate about your club, mate. When I say <laughs> something, I don't necessarily... <laughs> Charlie Dixon. Yeah, Smith, you want. Um, I'm going to say Fremantle. It's Fremantle or Port or Gold Coast. I'm going to say stays Port. But the, from what I've read, Gold Coast are very concerned about Rory Thompson. There's three, isn't there? Yeah, Rory Thompson, Thompson is Sam Day. Sam Day. And their mm-hmm. other forward is out of contract next year, Lynch. You keep Lynch. Lynch is the pro number one. Yeah. Dixon's... He's, already, he's already, already captain the club, Lynch. Yeah. Dixon's already... I think he's already 24. Yeah, he was probably one of the older ones when they... So, arrived. I was surprised when you hear that. And then I've read that he's had some... He's got some chronic ankle problems. Yeah. So, I think he's probably going to leave. He hasn't left yet, but... What do you get for him? That That's... If... I almost judge it by what contract they're going to get. And they're talking 750, 800. The offer's going to come from Fremantle. Yeah, what about Paul? Port, yeah, you, you've got to get a first rounder for him. If, you, if you're going to pay him that much money, you've got to give up something. I can see him landing at Port. I can see a deal being struck there and, so, and, and the money that he wants. Yeah, I, if they've got the money and they're going to release Schultz, I think, and they might have to offload someone, Yeah, they'll, um, they'll be able to get him for sure. Yeah, okay. Who's uh, next? Trelaw is the next one. Yeah, all signs point to Collingwood at this point. Yeah, I think Collingwood probably for what Collingwood's first round pick. But yeah, but I reckon I reckon Richmond could blindside everyone in this. You were very strong that you think he's going to Richmond. You said it was more attractive. Well, Richmond, from all reports, Richmond have some money to play with. Yeah, 
And because with they the new salary shield, didn't they? Say again. They were aiming for shield. Or no? Aiming for shield. So with the salary cap now, you can go over the cap for a year. There's like a flex cap. Okay. And you can come back under. Really? Yeah. So, look, if I'm Adam Trelaw and I get the same money from Richmond as I do Collingwood, I'm going to Richmond. Does he definitely leave? Does he have to leave? He's it it would appear that he's that they've started signing other players since the announcement. They, they always said it was going to be tough to get Canelio, Scheel, and Trelaw. Okay. Plus, you've got a couple more coming out of contract next year. They have to lose players, obviously. They have to lose players. They've already lost a few. So I, I think I think the writing's on the wall that he'll leave. It looks like Collingwood. Uh, who wrote Harley Bunnell? <laughs> So your handwriting, Matt. Yeah, but I read, I wrote it off your original list. I didn't have Benel. Oh, I did have Benel. <laughs> I think he stays. Yeah, he stays. Yeah, he stays. I think he's, you, his market value is too low to entertain a trade. But they keep him. Trust yeah. him. Um, Stephen Martin. Interesting one. What do you think of Stephen Martin? So he's gone up there. They've given him a chance to have another go at a career. He goes up there, plays some good footy, and says, "Oh, by the way, boys, uh, I want to go back to Melbourne." Well, it's He's a good businessman. I respect him. How bad must that club be? They are just a... But seriously, they gave him a lifeline yeah. to have another go at his career. And it, look, to his credit, he's worked hard and done well. But then he's 29 now and says... Trust nobody, mate. <laughs> oh, I know that working with you two. <laughs> <laughs> he's looking like he's going to stay, right? I don't know about I, that. I think he's leaving. Yeah. Really? I think he stays. But is that, was that why they potentially gone and said we're not going ahead with Lundberger? Is he on your list? Yeah, he's also mentioned this. Okay. Well, we'll get to Lundberger. But he's walking. He's, no, no, no. No, Lundberger's not walking. Brisbane are saying, hey, okay, we're no. not interested. And and, and they can't. Can we, okay, yeah. Let's, let's Brisbane, I can't believe... I mean, this is maybe where the club's at. When Lundberger says, can I get a contract? And they say, we're just not interested. Like, they didn't even just put a minimum. Just, here's 60 grand, mate. You want, you want this? All right. I just said, we are done. <laughs> Let's fire through these. Martin, where's he go? I don't know. I'm not even touching these Brisbane players. I've no idea what's going on at that club. Lundberger to Swans. Does Adcock, this is interesting though, does Adcock get a contract? No. No what? No. No, he won't get a contract. That's disappointing. He's been a good player. Um, Smith from Gold Coast. Zach Smith. Yeah. Just A. I don't know. Yeah, I ascended. Yeah, why? <laughs> why? I don't know. Why not? <laughs> So <laughs> Essendon can play him in the twos like they do with their other ruckman they're in group. Why not? need a ruckman. Bell Chambers has come out and said he prefers to be the second. Yeah, John Giles. Yeah. Bell Chambers is a spud. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Mop, is he staying? Yeah, he's now staying, I think. Yeah. Richmond should throw every piece of money they have. Well, they already have and they've lost. They know they've lost it now, so that's why they're focusing their move on Darren. And Selwood, he's not even playing in West Coast anymore. Is he Scott injured? Selwood's no, he's injured. And he'll go to Geelong. Okay. But he's, he's a got, vice captain, so... He's got squeezed out of the team, though. I don't know. All right, cool. Well, that's all the trades I have. Do we have some Twitter questions this week? Uh, we've actually got to them. Uh, well, uh, DJ Reese also wanted to know, uh, with Motlop looking like he's going to be re-signing at Geelong now, do we still think that Danger will get to Geelong? DJ Reese got a lot of time for Twitter. <laughs> it's pretty active on the Twitter sphere. But yeah, well, we've kind of touched on this already. I think both of you guys said that you think now I think Danger's actually staying in Adelaide. And 
won't be making it his way to Geelong. Correct. Yeah, he's going to play finals. I still think he's getting to Geelong, so I think they could be quite reloaded next you year. You think Motlop, Dangerfield and Selwood, all three. And Henderson. And Henderson. Yep. They're and and Selwood. So they'll have no picks in this draft, but I think it'll happen. No, I think Dangerfield's staying. I think they got some players that they could... And you got to remember, too, Adelaide can just go, hey, no, you're not going, we're matching your contract. Yeah. So him getting to Geelong right now, it's a huge... What if Adelaide go, all right, straight swap for Mark Blitzars? Then Geelong would go, okay, thank you. Yeah. See you, Mark. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> all right, obviously, no, right, Blitzars very highly. But hang on, you're talking about a top 10 player in the AFL for Mark Blitzars. Um, pulling your leg, mate. No, you were You were serious. <laughs> <laughs> right, all right, time for bed of the week. What do you got for us this week? Remember the old rules, $1.50 minimum value. Richmond over $4.39. Well, you're actually not providing the utmost value to the punters there because if you back Richmond at the line, which is negative 30 and at 8.5, you'll get a dollar ninety-two. Takes negative 70.5, mate. This is their home. Uh, they're playing the Bombers, by the way. So yeah, exactly. Bendigo Bombers, that Take is. Take that to um, the bank. Mine, Hawks, dollar one this week against Brisbane. Lock it in. Nah, in all seriousness, um, <laughs> multi-Sydney to beat St Kilda and Port Adelaide to beat Gold Coast is paying $1.66. Oh, you're creeping over the line now. Um, I've got, matter, mate. Yeah, whatever. I've got Geelong between 1 and 39 points. It's paying $2.15. Against the Pies. Against the Pies on a Friday night. Yeah, I Pies, like that one, Pies actually. Pies are going to bounce back with a bit of vengeance. Geelong aren't playing that well. They'll, st- they'll still win. But it's not going to be a thrash. Yeah, it's a bit of a danger game. I think uh, Plus could win this one. Well, then it's perfect. Between 139, would you like? We're going to fight for the finals. So They've got more to play for. Am I asking you this, mate? Are you ready for it? Yeah, mate. Fire away. All right. Flog of the week time. Oh, I thought you said better the week. No. Oh, sorry. We don't, did that. Don't argue. Sorry. I'm just... Maybe if you had a run sheet, you'd know where we're at. <laughs> I left my laptop at work. I apologise. Flog of the week. I said Nick Curios. Sounds Kyrgios. like he's searching. I've, I've, already, I've already done Nick Curios, haven't I? <laughs> I think so. I think we've both got a nomination for Flog of the Week. We have. and It's three Rob, weeks in a row. We'll just, we'll just re, re, uh, reassess the leaderboard in Flog of the Week. I think clear favourite, a clear top of the ladder is the Herald Sun slash Mark Robinson. Yes. Second place, Caroline Wilson. Yep. Equal third, both. Myself and yourself. Yeah. And I, I mean, Nick And Kyrgios. that rounds it. That's a bit curious. No, flog of the week. Luke Hodge for that hit on Chad Wingard. Oh, that was dirty, man. <laughs> could have broken someone's neck. Man. Man. Yeah, man. Dude, yeah, man. That, was a, that was a dirty play. Yeah, it was pretty... I don't dirty know, play, I don't know what he was play. thinking. There was nothing to achieve from that, and it just didn't look good at all. No, I'm... I mean, Chad's a pretty fair player, and I just thought wasn't um, wasn't you know necessary. What? He's he's got off very lightly this week because of his uh, good bloke reputation. Actually, I have a flog of the week. It's just come to me. I hope it's yourself, John Barker. Oh, oh. all right. Now oh. I know I know you're a bit bitter about not getting the job, and the clubs just you know you've worked your ass off, and the clubs just said, "Hey, we're going with that." little garden gnome over there that smiles all the time. But you've got a player who you're about to trade 
don't tell the football world you were going to put him in the VFL. He'd already played in the VFL the week before, mate. Did he? Yeah. Well, don't tell him you're going to put him back there. <laughs> you tell the world, hey, this guy would have kicked 60 goals if he didn't have a sore knee all year. They're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. talking about buy low, sell high before. I mean, this guy, he just said, basically, he's worth nothing. What about Gill? I'm surprised he didn't mention as a flog of the week. Hey, Gill, Gill's close second. Calling out. <laughs> look, I think Lockie Henderson did the right thing by Carlton and said, look, you, you guys have got a plan for next season. Look, to be honest, I'm not going to be here. And then why, why would Gill McLaughlin say it was undisciplined? And like, what's Lockie done wrong? Yeah, I don't think Gill would have been too happy with the way that, that came out of his mouth. Yeah, I, I just didn't think he needed to comment on that. He, all, all he needed to say was Carlton are planning for next year. Gil can say what he wants. He's bought a lot of money in the league. He can do whatever he wants. Hey, that was Rupert true. Murdoch going, I didn't get the NRL. Watch what I'm going to pay for the AFL. Gil, did, Gil just sat back and went, yeah, thanks. Well, he's, see, still, um, he's still taking that to the bank. So. See, interesting, Correct. I saw today, the Channel 7 are looking to acquire the rights to all San Francisco 49ers games. That's very smart. Yeah, That's awesome. The hand plane. I don't think it's that smart because the fixturing and the timing with the... NFL games in Australia is poor. Bit. Hey, would you watch it? Would you watch it? No, because it's too hard to watch on replay. Well, you're going to be over there anyway. Who cares? Exactly. I will be. So I will be watching <laughs> on ESPN. ESPN. All right. <laughs> You've lost the plot. I have lost the plot. And, and another little flog, Brock McLean, for that tweet. Brock. No way. Mate. Ever seen That's Brock good. put the head, put his head over the footy? Yeah. Never. Don't speak about your brother like that. Come <laughs> <laughs> on. Look like him as well. Yeah, you do actually. There's a lot, a lot of similarities there. All right, uh, slow. Before we get out of here, can't kick. <laughs> I can't kick. I admit that. We're like, I'm like Brock. <laughs> Don't play defense. <laughs> turn the ball like short temper. Turn the ball over. Short temper. Get delisted. <laughs> get dropped. Right, uh, time, time for the don't argue. Who's up first? <laughs> Brocky, you don't have one. You never have one. Never have one. I always have one. Here we go. You've got one here from about three weeks ago. Do you want to just run with that one again? Yep. So, Paddy Dangerfield will have 40 touches and three goals this weekend. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't even your one. Three goals that weekend. Not 10 at 40. Yeah. All right, you got one? I think Adelaide will beat West Coast. Yeah, it's pretty big call. That's a bit of a don't argue. That's a bit of a don't. The I'll go. The you just win. No, that was just him, playing along with him. Pull it together. Buddy. The next coach to be sacked is actually a really interesting one now because it's going to be a while. And I called the last one. He didn't, it, he didn't get sacked. Called it very early. He, didn't get he got sacked. He resigned. No, they walked him down the plank and said, "Jump or we're about to put unload this Uzi into your body." Scoreboard says he resigned. I reckon there was a bit of insider trading on that because one of the sports bet markets probably said if he resigns, it doesn't count. The next coach to be sacked, in my Think opinion, will be Nathan Buckley. Yeah, okay. We both want to argue. Taking the easy way out there, mate. Don't not argue. Arguing. Not arguing. Not. Because he's the most obvious. At the okay, time Brendan back. Bolton. Don't argue. Well, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> my don't argue for this week is that we have officially seen the last club champion hired as a head coach with no previous coaching experience. The experiment, well, if you'd even call it an experiment, but it's failed. Seen it with uh, Heard, 
Voss, Buckley on his last legs, Brett Ratton. We won't say it anymore. Are you arguing with that? No, I'm just trying to think if it's ever worked. No. Nah. I don't think it has. Brocky? I agree. Good stuff. Well, no one's arguing today, so we've actually achieved the directive of the segment for the first time ever. And I think this is going quite well. So, anything more to add before we sign off for the night? It's a pleasant little goodbye we're doing, just as you sip on your tea. Sipping my profit, mate. It's like we're on Talkback Jazz Radio, so thank you for listening. <laughs> oh, yeah, that. Did you see that bloke on SEN, um, SEN stuffed up? Made a dirty joke. Mark Fine. He did. Oh, that's so, about that. SEN, three of us, half the price of Mark. We'll, we'll do the run home. Yeah, he's got the graveyard shift every night. What's wrong with that? that? What do you do between 7 and 10 at night? <laughs> yeah, not, not, much, that. not much. <laughs> Probably won't answer that. Thanks, everyone, for listening. As usual, get in touch with us on Facebook. We have stagnated on the likes. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a review. Hit us up on Twitter or visit us at undraftedsport.com. Thanks for listening and you'll hear from our guests again shortly.